Are you that weirdo with an evil twin? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird. (laughs) That's my favorite intro we've ever done. (laughs) I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird. We're a couple of weirdos who have a podcast and we drink cocktails and talk about weird shit. Nailed it. Nailed it. 13 times a charm. (laughs) (laughs) If this is your first time, you will come to find when you stick around that we have pretty much perfected the intro. And if this isn't your first time, (laughs) you know. If you know, you know. And you know. (laughs) Anyway. What are we drinking this week? Uh, We are drinking a Kiss Me Under the Mistletoe. I love that. So cute. And it is a Christmas Prosecco spritzer. And it is quite delicious and refreshing. And if I have these on Christmas, even though I will be alone because of our shelter in place conditions, I am going to kiss somebody. Well, I'll I'll kiss my husband (laughs) or myself in the mirror. (laughs) Oh, if you start kissing yourself in the mirror drunk on Christmas, will you please take a video and post it to our stories? Yes, that would be a wonderful Christmas gift for all of our listeners, (laughs) our fellow weirdos out there. I'm sure they would love to see me uh, kissing myself in the mirror. So if you would like to see a video of Cassie kissing herself open mouth on a mirror Mm -hmm. and also this fabulous drink recipe, Mm -hmm. check out our Instagram. Yeah, happy hour gets weird pod. (laughs) We list all of our drink recipes and pictures And we also have some fun internet things that we post. And sometimes you might get a rare video of me kissing myself in a mirror. (laughs) No promises. Those are usually a Patreon exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because we don't even have a Patreon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Well, this has been a very interesting intro, I must admit. I love it. I'm here for it. Okay, so today we're talking about twins. Specifically, twins committing crimes. Yeah. We're not talking about the time that I dated twins, right? No. Okay. We can talk about that at at a later date. You know what? Let's just let sleeping dogs lie. We are talking about (laughs) twins. And sometimes a twin could use their twin magic for evil. Yes. Actually, I think it happens a lot. There's a lot of... (laughs) twin crime shows which I'm sure that everybody here knows if you are a true crime fanatic you have seen the plethora of twin crime shows out there yes but before we get into our episode we want to share a promo with you for a podcast that we've been enjoying the podcast is called they're terrified and tipsy and they discuss horror movies so here's their promo Hi, friends. Hi. Welcome to They're Terrified and Tipsy. My name is Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. Since we have very different feelings about scary movies, we decided to share our emotional struggles with you all. Yeah. So grab a glass of wine, your Mm -hmm. favorite couch blanket, and get comfy and enjoy the ride with us. You can find They're Terrified and Tipsy on Instagram and Twitter, plus all the podcast platforms. For links, head over to tipsypod.com. Cheers. And we're back. And go ahead and check out their Terrified and Tipsy. 
All right, so let us get into our episode. Twins. Twins. And no, we're not talking about the movie with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, which Tiffany brought up earlier, which we could have done an episode on. I actually, that is what mine is on. You ruined it. (laughs) Spoiled. (laughs) Ruined. It's just me doing a horrible Arnold impersonation. (laughs) Great. So do you want me to go first? Uh, sure. Yes. (laughs) To the chopper! (laughs) Okay, I will go first. And this is so good. So good. Uh, This twin anecdote comes from Hertfordshire. I looked up how to say that in England because me, being an American and half dumbass, I thought it was Hertfordshire. Okay. But it is Hertfordshire. And if you want to say it properly in a British accent, call someone from Britain and they can tell you how to say it. Because (laughs) I am not going to fall into that trap. No, ma'am. We only supply accurate and stellar Arnold impersonations. We do not do British accents on this podcast. (laughs) I mean, I do do a mean Hulk Hogan, but... That's for Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways. This is just so silly. Can you tell we're in the holiday spirit? Last week's episode was so heavy. uh, I needed this episode to be a little bit lighter. Yes. So Hertfordshire is the countryside directly north of London. Shout out to anyone in London, England, or the countryside Hertfordshire. In 1857, identical twin boys were born to a Mr. and Mrs. Fox. Mr. Fox, a devout member of the Ebenezer Baptist Chapel, which stood on Albert Street, decided to pay the ultimate tribute to his church. He named his sons Albert Ebenezer Fox and Ebenezer Albert Fox. (laughs) What? Yes, they were... Okay. What? Yes. Albert Ebenezer and Ebenezer Albert were their names, and they were identical. I cannot even put into words how much I fucking hate this. <laughs> that is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Um, yeah, it's not the most uh, imaginative names for twins. Uh, I could just imagine Mrs. Fox trying to call them, and it's just like <laughs> crazy. In their house. I don't know. What if they lived with an actual fox? That would just be crazy. <laughs> they did live in the countryside. I'm sure there was a fox there. What if Ebenezer Scrooge, both of these twins, and a fox, they all <laughs> live together? <laughs> Fucking shit show. So alike in appearance and paired with almost identical names, their parents even had a hard time telling them apart. It is said that one wore a red ribbon and the other a blue ribbon to help keep things straight. The boys learned pretty quickly that they could swap ribbons and assume each other's identity for a bit of fun. So they, wait, I was thinking it was like when they were babies. They had a little ribbon tied on their ankle or something as a baby. I know that when you have babies that are twins, it's obviously would be hard to tell them apart. But yeah, you can't just rely on a ribbon when your kids are like four. Mm -mm. And they were pretty mischievous uh, so they would they'd switch ribbons all the time. There has to be a better way. 
There has to be a better way to mark your children. Can I mean, you give one a, a tattoo, tattoo maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes, a tattoo. Of a mustache? I was thinking a mole. A tattoo, a mole. That's actually probably smarter than giving a four-year-old a tattoo of a mustache. <laughs> While the Fox family wasn't wealthy, they were respected in their community. The twin foxes, as they were known, liked practicing country sports. Well, that's what it's called when kings and lords do it. But when poor people do it, it's actually called poaching. Country sports is a fancy way of saying poaching. I never knew that. Yes, but when you're rich, it's country sports. Lord. When you're rich, nothing's against the law. Of course, of course. (laughs) Uh, And poaching was punishable by law. At 11, the boys were setting traps and snares, and at 13, they stole a gun. But because of their reputation, the judge threw out the case. It was just a few weeks later, they were caught again and fined 10 shillings. Okay, so I actually tried to figure this out. So if you actually are from 1900 and you mm-hmm. uh, feel free to correct me. <laughs> write, us, write in if you are from 1901. Yes. write in. So 10 shillings was $3, three U.S. dollars back then, and it would be 65 U.S. dollars in today's money with the conversion rate mm-hmm. uh, and my shit math skills. So if you know something that's different from that, please, please. because it's like two shillings make a pence and then a pen. It's just. It's hard. It's hard. Okay. So it was roughly $3 back then mm-hmm. uh, in 1900. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, and thus began the rap sheet for the twin foxes. Around 200 petty crimes were committed between the both of them, never resulting in more than 12 months jail time. Considered lovable scoundrels, the residents of Hertfordshire countryside really didn't seem to mind their antics. The Fox brothers could always come up with a good gun dog for a neighbor, and they were expert at weeding out and catching pesky fox. Ironic. (laughs) Seriously. A few offenses they were found guilty of are taking a pheasant, night poaching, stealing pigeons, assault on a gamekeeper, assault on police, stealing potatoes, stealing a pair of trousers, and the list goes on. Somewhat famous, or rather infamous, their court appearances always seemed to make the local paper. They learned early not to go poaching together and would provide an alibi for one another if they were caught. Ebenezer was known as a quiet, thoughtful man, while Albert was known for his comedic antics. Or was it the other way around? I'm not sure. <laughs> their, co- their courtroom antics, such as calling each other by the wrong names, caused confusion, which usually led to frustration and sometimes even acquittal. One time, Ebenezer was in court, accused of night poaching. He then pulled out a book of hymns and declared he was only in the woods singing. It probably would have worked... If pheasant feathers hadn't flown out along with the book <laughs> as he pulled it from his pocket. Oh my god, that's a great visual. Just feathers flying out when he pulls the book out. I was just reading, surrounded in a cloud of feathers. <laughs> it's not to say the twins didn't at least try to walk a straight line. They were actually quite good builders and once helped build the new police station in town, only to turn around and be the first prisoners housed within the very walls that they built. They became so popular 
that the Prince of Wales, later known as King Edward VII, asked to have a beer with the famous poaching twins. Albert was summoned and shared a bear. A, be, a bear? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny because they're poachers? <laughs> oh, God. I got to stop. Albert was summoned and shared a beer with the future king of England, which he always brought up at his future trials, by the way. I bet. So that's pretty much the story in a nutshell of the twin foxes. But interestingly enough, identical twins share the same DNA, which can get pretty tricky when it comes to solving crimes using Mm -hmm. DNA. Yeah. But thanks to Sir Edward Henry, head of the Metropolitan Police, he used the twins' case to determine that while they do share the same DNA, identical twins would have different fingerprints. Ooh. Yes. And some say the twins might have been one of the first, two of the first criminals caught using this knowledge. So that was just kind of a little like crime solving fact that I thought, fun fact that I thought was interesting. Yeah, for your trivia night. Totally. Hello. I'm going to drop this knowledge at the next party I go to, (laughs) which will be in 2025. (laughs) The next time I see somebody poaching, I'm going to be like, have you heard of the Fox Twins? (laughs) Just wanted to bring that up now. (laughs) So coming to a close, Ebenezer ran away from a hospital in 1926, and he was later found unconscious in the woods. um, He ran because he knew that his um, health was poor, and he wanted to spend his last hours in the countryside that he loved so much. It's kind of poetic, actually. That is. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. And Albert passed away at the age of 79 in 1937. So they're lovable scoundrels, really. They really are. Okay. So and what I thought was kind of sweet about this story when, you know, basically they were lovable scoundrels. And Mm -hmm. it kind of is proven because when Albert passed away at his funeral, all the magistrates and the judges and the landowners and farmers from Hertfordshire came to his funeral. Oh, So I think they were just kind of like those, you know, charming but pesky twins that lived in the countryside and everybody kind of had a soft spot for them, even if they did steal their trousers. <laughs> So I just thought that was like a a really good twin uh, story. Now, a lot of that is based on on word of mouth. Like it's pretty much a lore. Mm -hmm. I'll list my sources in our episode description, but it was a lot of word of mouth. And um, I used a Wikipedia page and there was a a New York. They even made the New York Times. Uh, They wrote an article about the twins in the 1900s, which, my goodness, trying to read an old timey article is just... Good times. Good good times. So it, it, I thought that was a cute story about some harmless twins who use their twin power for... Mischief? Mischief. Harmless mischief, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I guess, unless you're the guy who lost his potatoes, then wasn't so harmless to you. But, you know, they never really hurt anybody except for animals. <laughs> I think that for, like, nowadays poaching is a much different crime than it was back then, I'm assuming. Now we have endangered species. We have... So many different laws when it comes to hunting and regulation and stuff. I feel like back then it was a way lesser crime than poaching is today. Um, I just, you know, I think what I could 
and I don't know, I didn't research this, but it sounded like what was considered poaching would just be modern day seasonal hunting mm-hmm. and um, or maybe hunting out of season. Yeah. But it did say, you know, if you were a lord or had a title, then it was fine. You could pretty much hunt whenever and whatever you wanted. <laughs> so yeah. I think these these twins, the twin foxes, were just living their land that they were born on and enjoying their they were just living the land and it just you know just so happened to be illegal because they weren't lords yeah i feel like they're probably like the good time guys of their community yeah i think they have a housing estate named after them i think in in hertfordshire or around there oh that's cool yeah so i'll put a picture of the um twin foxes on our social media on our episode post they were actually kind of funny Hot? looking no no oh. well i mean yeah eh. i mean i wouldn't i don't know i would entertain it <laughs> but they wore one of those like bowl bowler hats oh yeah 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 uh, i think it's what it's called bowl bowling bowling hat or like charlie chap chaplin used to wear Mm-hmm. oh i'm excited uh, to see this picture i'm not gonna look it up okay I'll wait for your post. That is a Twin Foxes, and um, so I'm excited to hear what you did. Okay, well, mine is kind of a lot. Okay, I'm into it. Twin sisters, so you know there's a lot there to unpack. Oh, boy. Well, brother. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so today I am talking about the Han twins. Um, My sources are, I read an article, I I read a couple of articles. The main article I read was the ocregister.com. And I also watched an episode of Evil Twins, season one, episode one. (gasps) Season one, episode. This was good enough to debut an entire series. Apparently. It's called The Tale of Two Sisters. And I could not find this anywhere, even though I feel like I have every freaking streaming shit that you can have. (laughs) I had to watch this on YouTube, and it was a very weird two octaves off version, so it sounded like the lollipopkins were speaking the entire time. It was kind of a nightmare, but I'm so glad that I watched it because it had a lot of information that I did not find in any of the articles that I was looking through. Well, thank you so much for making that sacrifice for us. It was rough, honestly. (laughs) It was terrible your effort will not go unnoticed that's the kind of sacrifice I make is I watch a show on YouTube (laughs) so I hope everybody can appreciate that all right so the Han twins Jean who also went by Gina and Sunny Han were born April 30th 1974 in Korea so Gina was born five minutes after her sister which in Korean culture meant she had to be deferential to her sister Mm. basically even though they were only five minutes apart she was supposed to be respectful and even subservient to her older sister interesting okay all the older sisters out there are like yeah you better fucking believe it (laughs) all the kid sisters are already pissed as young children growing up they were obviously very close Mm -hmm. even during a three-year stint that they spent apart because their parents separated During this time, their twin connection remained. Wait, their parents separated and they split up twins? 
Uh, apparently, yeah. They didn't get into it, but pretty fucked up. Uh, totally fucked up. Okay. Yeah, they they didn't really get into it. I'm not sure the the details or anything like that about their um the separation. But during this time, like I said, they still had this twin connection. They talked about how one twin would go to the doctor because she was sick, and when they got there, the other twin would also be there sick. No way. Oh my gosh, that's freaky. Oh, that's freaky. That's some freaky twin shit. I know. I love that kind of shit. I love twin connection stuff. It's, I don't know. It's cool. It's weird. I like it. (laughs) So when they were 12 years old, they moved to Southern California with their now single mom. Um, They struggled, honestly. Mm -hmm. Their mom was a cocktailer, a, a cocktail waitress at a casino. And unfortunately, this job led to their mom having a gambling problem. Oh, no. Yeah, which sucks. She would leave the girls alone for extended periods of time. Money was tight mm-hmm. because, you know, she's gambling. And the girls kind of learned to rely on each other. The sisters ended up moving in with distant relatives in Campo, California, which is also in Southern California. It's about an hour without traffic from San Diego. And during this time, with all this stuff going on, their bond grew Obviously, they were super close. They're twins. They've gone through so much together. Mm -hmm. But along with their bond growing, so did a competitive nature to their relationship. Oh, no. That's the worst. Oh, my gosh. I'm just such – I'm so not a competitive person. And, oh, God, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies when I'm like – you have a game night and someone's super competitive and it's just like, come on. Are you serious? I mean, not <laughs> to compare. And it's not even fun because they're like reading the rule book in the middle of oh you try to play fucking beer pong. <laughs> and they're like, you crossed the, you stepped over the line. <laughs> I demand a re-rack of these cups. I feel like unless you're like an Olympic level athlete, for me, in my opinion, uh, competitiveness is like a really unattractive trait. Especially when it's in an inappropriate setting, like between twins or siblings or it's just. Or spouses. or Oh, yeah. Like I just. I'm not competitive at all either, but I mean, that's some people's major personality trait. So yeah, I get it. So this competition competition between them wasn't always negative. Um, mm-hmm. It did lead them to excelling in high school mm-hmm. and they even ended up sharing valedictorian honors at their school. So that is kind of the good side of being competitive. I was just going to say silver lining. Yeah, it can totally like lead you to good things. Like a healthy com- competition is fine. But when it gets to the point of, of, of being toxic, it's just really off-putting. So after graduating from high school, Sunny went to college and Gina joined the Air Force. However, Gina ended up hating the Air Force and mm-hmm. she left during basic training. Okay. Which is super quick, <laughs> obviously. Uh, All right. So Gina ended up working like her mother did as a cocktailer in a nearby casino. Unfortunately, also like her mother, she became addicted to gambling. Oh, Christmas on a cracker. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at Christmas on a cracker, not gambling addiction. <laughs> yeah, it does suck. And I... You get such a rush from gambling. I just feel like it's easier than people realize to get addicted to it. You know? I don't understand. Uh, I cannot relate to the gambling addiction. Just not my thing. 
but I can relate to other addictions, which will remain unsaid. <laughs> it's sex, people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's porn. <laughs> she's she's addicted to porn, like Meredith from The Office. It's fine. <laughs> just admit it now. I am. I'm the Meredith of Northern California. <laughs> Cassie, where are your panties? <laughs> it's casual day. <laughs> so uh, because of the gambling, Gina began stealing from friends and forging checks to cover her gambling debts. Oh, shit. Remember when you could just like write a hot check at the at the store and be like, I'll put money in there later. Yes. I don't think that works anymore. Okay, so my parents live in a very, very small town. And when someone – it's so small. In fact, people still write hot checks there. And they just pin them up on a poster board at behind the registers. So – Oh, my God. And next time they're like, Carl, <laughs> you owe me 75 bucks. Do you see this check up here on the bulletin board? <laughs> it's like a public shaming. It's oh kind of God. embarrassing, actually. I mean, not kind of. It is embarrassing. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Along with uh, Gina stealing from friends and forging checks, she also stole around $35,000 from the relatives that had taken her and her sister in mm. when they were kids. The uncle that took her in was on that episode of Evil Twins that I watched. Mm-hmm. And um, you could tell he really loved both of these girls so much. But even talking about this way later, he was still, like, so upset by it. It's just such a betrayal. So one night in a deep depression, a result of her gambling debt, Gina took a handful of pills with hard liquor. She was hospitalized. She ended up being okay. That's good. Yeah. But clearly Gina was spiraling. She really needed help. And to top it all off, she also ended up on probation because she had numerous theft charges against her at this point. Mm-hmm. So it was all going bad for Gina. Meanwhile, Sunny seemed to be flourishing in college. She drove a nice car, had nice clothing, had a boyfriend. From the outside, everything looked like it was going great for Sunny. But this lavish lifestyle was actually a facade. Uh-oh. <laughs> I like the name Sunny. It's cute. It is a cute name. Before long, it was discovered Sunny had stolen over $1,000 from a close friend. What the hell? Then Sunny got busted and was put on probation too. She said that the friend was super wealthy and she honestly didn't think that she would care. Oh my God. That's what all the, that's what they all say. I know. Like, that's what they all say. It's like, oh, well, they have plenty of money to go around. So it's not like she even noticed. No. Like, if you really think that they won't mind losing $1,000, then why don't you just ask and say, can I have $1,000? Exactly. <laughs> it's because that's bullshit, and you know that they uh. don't want you to have $1,000. <laughs> After Sunny got busted and was put on probation, more things went downhill. Jeez. Mm, Sunny and her boyfriend broke up, her grades dropped, and she lost her college scholarship. Oh, shoot. Now, Sunny seemed to hit rock bottom as well. And these twins seem to have more in common than just their appearance, apparently. (laughs) Well, now they're competing to see who is the worst rock bottom. (laughs) Who is, yeah, they're both, they're both committing theft and fraud and 
screwing over family and friends. It's pretty, I mean, it's kind of crazy how similar they are in their behaviors. Well, and it's kind of crazy the fall from grace. Like the higher they are, the harder they fall. It's like you, they were valid Victorians, Mm -hmm. you know, these competitive smart high achieving twin sisters mm-hmm. and then they just live leading separate lives but doing the same thing kind of behavior patterns is very strange and their uncle kind of made a comment that he just felt like they weren't really ready for adulthood mm. like graduation had come too fast for them and um i mean maybe it did maybe they should have stayed at home like in their you know family's home for a couple of years while they kind of figured things out because clearly something wasn't ready for the real world yeah I mean I'm in my mid-30s and I'm not ready for adulthood so buck up buttercup adulthood is stupid lame (laughs) don't recommend it no it's the worst (laughs) I like how I wrote everything is going to hell (laughs) just to sum up the Sunny and Gina's life at this point (laughs) So after four years apart, the twins ended up back together in an apartment in Irvine, California. Their happy reunion was short-lived, which we're not surprised by at this point. Yes, kind of sounds like a recipe for disaster, if you ask me. Yeah. The twins began to clash just as they had their entire lives. Basically, they fought nonstop. Gina kept using Sunny's car, which was a BMW, so a nice car. Without permission. Oh, my God. I'm so triggered to when my sister used to use my blanket without permission. I mean, to be fair, I would have said no anyways. It's the exact same level. Blanket, BMW, same thing. So Gina would spend Sunny's money without permission. The two were constantly at odds, and it Mm -hmm. was just kind of a back and forth between them. Mm -hmm. They ended up getting into a physical fight, which landed Sunny in jail for a couple of days. Because she had broken Gina's nose. Oh, my goodness. She threw her cell phone in Gina's face. (gasps) And it hit so hard it broke her nose, which is kind of crazy. Okay. You know that hurts because I know that there are other people out there when – that have done this I do this at least once a week when you're laying down and you're watching your phone and you drop it on your face. (laughs) You drop your phone. Yes, I've done that. Just like a passive fall from like three inches hurts. Mm -hmm. It fucking hurts your face. I can't imagine having my nose broken by someone throwing a cell phone in my face. That is a ouchie wawa. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. While Sunny was in jail, like I said, it was just for a couple of days. I'm not sure how long. It didn't specify. Um, Gina used her car again without permission. Mm -hmm. She bought stuff with her credit cards without permission, (laughs) which it's like, well, you never learn. What the fuck are you doing? Stop. Then when Sunny got out of jail, she called the police on Gina. Like, it was just so much back and forth. I honestly cut some of it out because it was just more of the same. Them, yeah. calling, them fighting, calling the police on each other. They're both on probation. They're, they've both been in trouble. It's like, you guys, stop. Just stop. They basically just trade off getting arrested. Yeah, I can't even imagine how exhausting this relationship would be. Because Gina had been in trouble before, she was sentenced to to theft and violating her her probation and this time Gina got six months in jail oh real time yeah that's a huge jump before Mm -hmm. they'd spent a day here a weekend there but six months in jail is such a big difference Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Gina's obviously pissed 
she's just stewing for six months in a full rage, basically. <laughs> Not a good yeah. combination. Oh, my goodness. Oh, jeez. No. I am kind of scared what's going to happen. So during a work release furlough, Gina bailed <laughs> and just skipped town. Oh, shit. And she went to San Diego to find someone to help her with a plan. Oh, she's going to exact revenge. I have a feeling. Oh, my goodness. Her plan was to murder her twin sister. (laughs) She basically, according to the show, just wandered around and was like, do you know someone who would kill my sister? Which has to be an exaggeration, but that's what the show claimed, which was also made me laugh because who would just walk up to strangers and say that? I mean, tell me that's not what happened, right? I mean, who? At the bowling alley? Nice strike. So would you murder my sister? How do you feel about sisters? Do you have one? Do you hate her? I need a favor. (laughs) Somehow, Gina quickly finds two teenage boys that are willing to help her, which is fucked up. And she tells them that she will pay them $100 each. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. A hundred dollars to to help her murder somebody? Like, what is this? The Black Friday Hitman special? This is also, fucking ridiculous. This is from a valid Victorian. Like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is in the 90s. It's not 1901 like your story. Like, a hundred dollars <laughs> is still not enough money to murder somebody. No. Not saying that there is a right amount. No. I'm just saying that, you, like, that you could... should know that this is... <laughs> No, ridiculous you, you didn't have to clarify <laughs> you know all jokes aside it is really awful that she kind of got these young boys involved in her crime mm-hmm. I feel like they weren't mature or smart enough to realize this was a bad idea no it's a pretty girl offering money of course a teenage boy is gonna say yeah whatever you want that's why she found teenagers because adult men would be like get the fuck out of here you weird ass lady yeah. No, I'm trying to bowl here. Totally. We're just assuming that Gina's at the bowling alley <laughs> recruiting hitmen. Well, everyone knows San Diego is known for their bowling alleys. <laughs> Fucking common knowledge. Gina's plan was to drive these boys to the apartment where they would tie Sunny up, gag her, put her in the bathtub. Then Gina was going to come in and kill her sister herself. Oh my gosh. And then Gina was going to assume Sunny's identity. It's fucking wild. The teen boys get to the apartment and Sunny's roommate answered the door. The boys pretended to be magazine salesmen to get her to open the door. And when she did, they rushed her and grabbed her. Sunny heard the screaming from her room. And luckily, and I say luckily because it was 1996, she had a cell phone. Sunny called 911, believing her roommate was being raped, which she, she wasn't. She was just, she was being tied up. The teens rushed into Sunny's room, ended the 911 call, and the terrified women were placed in a bathtub and bound with duct tape at gunpoint. Then one of the guys says, go get Gina. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Sunny realizes her sister has set this whole thing up, which I'm sure was a fucking awful feeling. Luckily, the police department was only three blocks away because Sunny had already made that 911 call. In the time it took the boy to run down and grab the evil twin from down in the parking lot. (laughs) The more evil twin. (laughs) 
the more the 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 real evil twin <laughs> the time it took the boy to go grab gina down in the parking lot the cops were there basically one of the boys archie was upstairs in the apartment with the women mm-hmm. and one of the boys whose name was john was down in the parking lot with gina and suddenly the cops are there the cops swarm the building when archie realizes the cops are there archie the one up with the women in the apartment he's like I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Ha ha. Tries to rip the duct tape off of the women that are bound in the bathtub. Tries to hide the gun. He's obviously in over his head. And the women are like, yeah, the women are like, we know this wasn't a joke. What are you? This is not a fucking joke. What are you talking about? The cops get in there. They arrest Archie. And meanwhile, Gina and John just take off. They're like, fuck you, Archie. (laughs) This is all on you now. No honor among thieves or evil twins, apparently. (laughs) Fucking assholes. John and Gina are on the run. They stop at a Laguna Beach bank, get some money, and then they head for the border. Luckily, police caught up with these assholes at a rental car place. They stopped. They were going to try to switch cars before they got into Mexico. Um, And it was a pretty easy arrest from there. When they were searched... Gina had Sunny's passport, a few thousand dollars in cash, and in the trunk, they had rope, garbage bags, and cleaning supplies. Oh, no. That's never a good sign. Ever a good sign. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, bad. So after the arrest and before the trial, Sunny went to see Gina in prison. Oh, interesting. And Gina told her... That she really had no intention of killing her, which the evidence points to the contrary of that statement. But Gina's own relative said that they believed that when it came down to it, she wouldn't have been able to go through with killing her twin sister. Well, here. okay, what's suspect to me is, okay, so you're going to come over and clean my apartment with the cleaning supplies and the garbage bags, Gina. Uh, But what about the rope? What the fuck were you going to do with the rope? Yeah, I mean, obviously she had a, she had supplies to clean up a crime scene in her trunk. Yeah. But even with all of that, Sunny and Gina's relatives don't really think that Gina would have gone through with it. I mean, it evidence points to the opposite, but I guess who really knows what would have happened in that moment. Well, I guess just to, to for your own sake and your own, you know, well-being, you could, because it didn't actually happen, you can tell yourself whatever you want. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you have to tell yourself something when it's somebody that you care about. Yeah. At the trial, Sunny shocked everyone by standing by her sister. Hmm. I guess in the end, Sunny just didn't want to lose Gina completely. I guess. Day one of the trial, Sunny came in to testify. She's dressed in a pantsuit. She's well-spoken. She looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. She defended her sister on the stand. She spoke about how hard their childhood had been and she was just really wanted leniency for her sister Mm -hmm. and then day two happens and Sunny (laughs) came into court again but she was acting really strange she was not dressed professionally like she had been the day before she had no makeup on her hair was a mess what she was speaking strangely what and while she was on the stand she admitted that she had taken an overdose of sleeping pills oh my goodness Oh, my goodness gracious. So, you know, after she admits that she'd taken these sleeping pills, um, 
they had to kind of help her off the stand. Mm-hmm. She sort of collapses while leaving. Mm-hmm. They end up rushing her out of the trial in an ambulance. It was a lot. Obviously, the stress of the trial had gotten to Sunny. Mm-hmm. She was rushed to the hospital. She ended up being okay after her hospitalization, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And the trial continued the following week. In the end, despite Sunny's pleas for leniency, all three involved in the attempted murder were found guilty of conspiracy to commit murder, among other charges. And Gina was sentenced to 26 years to life. Archie Bryant, who was then 16. Oh my goodness. And John Sarayath, then 15. Oh my goodness. Were given 16 and 8 years respectively. Which is the true tragedy of this entire story is these poor boys that just got caught up in this fucking shit show of a relationship. Um, And that's honestly really, really sad. It is. That's terrible. I don't know. People might disagree, but I just feel like that is a pretty harsh sentence for two teenage boys whose brain is scientifically not fully formed yet. I totally agree. I'm not sure how much of this sentence they actually ended up serving. I didn't find it in the articles because it was just mainly about the twins. Hopefully they got out earlier than that. While in prison, Gina was a good inmate behavior-wise, although she never dealt with the alleged mental disorders that may have led her to the attempted murder of her twin. She also had many male pen pals. (laughs) <laughs> including a man that ended up giving her $100,000. What? Where are they giving those out? Where are they passing male pen pals out that just give you money? I don't know. if I'll be a pen pal for hundred grand. Seriously. No nudes, though. Despite the Orange County District Attorney's Office being against it, after 20 years in prison, Gina was released on parole in 2018. <sighs> And that is the story of the Han twin sisters. Oh my gosh, that's a roller coaster of emotion. It is. It really is. Their relationship was so tumultuous. And I mean, I guess we'll really never know if Gina would have gone through with it. Yeah, who we we will never know. That's something I'm sure Gina is taking to her grave. She probably doesn't even know what she would have done in that moment, honestly. Mm. She probably can't say for sure either way. Yeah. Maybe she thinks I wouldn't have done it, but then her sister would have been like, um, are you wearing my sweater? And then <laughs> things could have changed very Excuse quickly. Excuse me, are those my jeans? Uh, are those my earrings? <laughs> oh my gosh, my sister and I used to do that. I have two sisters. And my one of my sisters and I used to do that all the time. Steal each other's clothes and accessories? Yeah, I did it mostly more. <laughs> I feel like somehow she ended up with the cooler clothes. So I think you always just want what your sister has. I was like, um, where's my striped shirt? You know, the one with the collar? <laughs> I don't know. Or it would be like, well, you said I could borrow it. I, yeah, for one day, not a year. sister things relationships and families are hard twin sisters i'm assuming might be the i mean they might be the hardest twins gotta love them they have that weird freaky connection which i can totally appreciate them showing up Mm -hmm. at the doctor at the same time living in separate households is so freaky and awesome i love when you hear about twins having um secret language Mm mm-hmm I I love that too. I have twin brothers. I have a lot of siblings. 
I have a t- pair of twin brothers and they are not identical. Uh, they never had their own language, but they do have a very good relationship, a twin relationship. They aren't, aren't connected like identical twins. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like their mind doesn't meld, like they don't have a mind meld, but mm-hmm. they do have a good twin relationship. They have each other's backs. Well, that's good. Also, mm-hmm. I feel like you're making up siblings at this point because every episode you're like, I have that. I have a twin sister. I have a sister in a cult. I have an alien gray brother. It's just very convenient for you I to do. connect to our stories, Cassie, is all that I'm saying. Uh, I do have a lot of siblings. And people who don't know me that well or just have never asked when they find out, and they're like, oh, you're that one uh, sister? No, that's the other sister. What? You have another sister? Or, you know, like, oh, yeah, your brother. Well, no, that's another brother. What? Everyone's <laughs> always, like, like pulling siblings out of, like, my pockets. Just showing off with my massive family. It's fine. Yeah. Humble brag. Weird flex, but I like it. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode. And, you know, hearing about some really fucked up other families kind of will make you feel not as bad about yours over this holiday, over your Zoom Christmas morning. That's a very good point. Yeah. Unless you have an evil twin. Well, then you might have been triggered by this episode and we're sorry for that. Or what if you are the evil twin? Then you might have relished in this episode and we're also sorry for that. That is just the perfect timing for for you to remember. Love yourself. Lock your doors. And light some mistletoe. No, actually, I think that's poisonous. Just stick with the sage. I think lighting mistletoe on fires actually releases poisonous gases. So don't do that. Good job. Please. <laughs> Nailed it. Cheers to that. Cheers. Kiss me on the mistletoe. Kiss me on the camel toe. Kiss me (laughs) on the camel toe under the mistletoe. (laughs) Oh!